as a general rule, I would say your morning skincare routine should be all about protection. And then your nighttime skincare routine is all about renewal, rejuvenation, hydration. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome back to the My 20-somethings podcast. For those of you who are new here, we are Jenna and Sophie, and we are two 20-something best friends who started this podcast to create a community of those of us just figuring this all out. Every other week, we bring you advice, guest mentors, and personal anecdotes, so you never have to say, I wish I knew that in my 20s. If you have listened to the show for a while, you will know that Jenna and I are huge advocates of any form of self-care. Self-care is, in my opinion, a huge part of healthcare. It's all about keeping all organs of your body, including your skin, properly nurtured and cared for. And this year, Jenna and I have absolutely been prioritizing self-care. But for me, this has truly been focused on my skincare. This past year, I've been obsessed on I've been obsessed with all things skincare, blemish control, and anti-aging. And while Sophie and I surely love a good skincare routine on YouTube, we have found it so overwhelming to navigate the thousands of products that promise smooth, blemish-free, flawless skin. It feels like there's a product for everything nowadays. You know, there's day creams, night creams, midday creams, it's never ending. That's why we knew we had to bring on an expert mentor to help us navigate what's really important for your skin in your 20s. We are thrilled to welcome Kavisha Mirza to the show today. Kavisha is a skincare educator and the founder of Everyday Skincare. Everyday is a Toronto-based skincare company that provides effective, high-quality, plant-powered skincare essentials for a minimalist skincare routine. With a background in holistic health and aromatherapy, Kavisha provides the knowledge we all need to make empowered skincare choices and achieve our best skin. Welcome, Kavisha. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're ready, we would love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners and share a little bit more about your story. Sure. Um, So hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Very excited to be here today and talk all about skin health with you both. Uh, My name is Kavisha and I'm the founder of Everyday Skincare. Um, That was a really nice introduction by Sophie. Basically summed up everything we do. So we're a local Toronto-based skincare company and we provide plant-powered skincare essentials to help people simplify their skincare routine. So our whole brand ethos is centered around this notion of less is more when it comes to skin health. And we're really on a mission to educate people on how they can have their best skin by using less um, and using better quality and just giving people the proper skincare education that they need because I definitely think that it is something that is missing a lot of the time in the skincare industry. Um, and like you were saying, Jenna, it's, it's so confusing and there's just so many things out there, but skincare like much in life is actually very, very simple. Um, so it's just about like getting back to basics and, and um, simplifying it a little bit, um, a little bit more. So mm-hmm. I yeah. love how you said that. I love that you said it's, it's, doing less but getting more like that's the Mm -hmm. perfect way to have a skincare routine I think Mm -hmm. and how did you initially what's the story behind every day how did you initially find found this company like what's your background with skincare how did you get into all of this 
Yeah, sure. So I've been working in the wellness industry for the longest time, probably 10 plus years at this point. Um, and skin health has always been something or a topic that has interested me. Um, so obviously I'm not from Canada. I'm originally from Australia and I moved to Canada five years ago um, and lived out in BC and then moved to Toronto in 2018. And I was kind of ready for a little bit of a shift in my career and I really did want to start my own business in something that I really was passionate about. So I went back to school. Um, I did a little bit more education on skin health. I got my aromatherapy certification. I did my product formulation certification. And then I just started learning all about skincare and formulating and started formulating products started giving it to people, giving it to my friends, seeing whoever wanted to use it. It was never really, I didn't really have an idea and then start a business. I just kind of started making products and then was, we're just talking to people to see what they liked, what they didn't like. And that's kind of how everyday skincare started. Um, and we started off doing completely custom skincare. So at the time it was just completely custom because for me and trying to create a product that I really wanted is I wanted something that was a little bit more, and I don't really like this word, but natural and or clean, um, but also affordable and something that was going to be helpful for my unique skin, because I would often walk into a store and it's like, you know, this moisturizes for all skin types, this cleanses for all skin types, but I always thought everyone's skin is so different. Is this really going to help with my dryness? And it's also going to help with someone's oiliness. Like I was, I was just looking for something a little bit more targeted. And I really enjoyed using my knowledge to formulate specifically for all these different unique skin concerns people were having. So we started off custom. And then over the past couple of years, we've now kind of transformed into the line that we currently have, which is our skin essentials line, um, which when you look at the line, there are four highly targeted collections. So they're all for specific skin profiles, um, but just with a little bit more, um, I guess it's a little bit more generalized than something so specialized. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how we got started and how we got to where we are today. I've got to ask a bit about the name because for anyone who hasn't heard about this innovative line, Every day is spelled E-V-R-E-D-A. So obviously not the traditional spelling of the word every day. What does it mean? Why did you choose it? I'm curious. Mm -hmm. So that is a great question. It's really hard to come up with a name for your company or your brand. And I remember just thinking, what am I going to call my skincare line? And every day really stood out. I really liked everyday skincare because at the end of the day, the products that we provide are intended to be your everyday skincare essentials, your everyday skincare products. However, and this is more, it's not as like, um, I guess not, not as much of a great kind of story behind the name, but I wanted to find a name that eventually wouldn't have any copyright infringements or trademark laws. You know, you have to be different Every, every day spelt in the traditional way, there's probably a ton of brands out there that have that. Um, so I wanted something a little bit more unique, um, which again plays to this whole like uniqueness in skin and how everyone's skin is different and unique. And then that's how we came up with um, the spelling of every day. And then we just add the macrons onto the vowels and it elongates the pronunciation. And that's how you get every day is the way that it's pronounced, but it's spelt completely differently too every day um yeah 
Yeah. I love the name. And Jenna and I have actually been lucky enough to try every day's like absolutely amazing products. Um, I think Jenna and I are both using the oil and toner for uneven tone and dull skin. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely become an integral part of my skincare routine. It's so luxurious. It's an oil. Um, I'm just absolutely obsessed with it. Um, but we do have so many questions for what products and other routine based questions that we have for what, um, people we should be using in their twenties. So, um, let's jump right into our questions. Yeah, uh, the first thing I wanna know is before we get too deep into the nitty gritty, what mm. advice do you have for our listeners who are as like we are so overwhelmed with all the different skincare trends and options that exist out there, what is a good way to approach building a foundational skincare routine? Do you have a recipe for success? Is it you know a bit of guessing, a trial and error? We are very curious. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, definitely, like I was saying, like what I say most of the time whenever I talk about skincare, less truly is more when it comes to skincare. And I think in today's day and age with Instagram and TikTok and influencers, it's so easy to be confused because there are different people promoting different things and you want to try trending products and you don't know what works for you and what works for this person might not work for you. So I think at the base of it all is have a simple consistent baseline skincare routine and then depending on what your skin concerns are that's when you can add other products into your routine very carefully and very um consciously as opposed to just like trying what's it whatever's trending or whatever's on sale at sephora so a baseline skincare routine should you should really have five products so something to cleanse with uh, a hydrating product, a product to moisturize with, um, an SPF, and then an exfoliant. So they're the five kind of basic core products that you should look for. And then the type of product you buy or whatever product you're going to use is completely dependent on your specific skin type or skin profile. Um, but they're the five things. And then, you know, after you kind of have that down pat, then you can start adding in other products. So for example, if you have hyperpigmentation or uneven skin tone, you might want to add in a vitamin C serum. Or at nighttime, if you're more concerned with anti-aging, you might want to add in a peptide serum or a retinol serum. Um, but it just depends because these aren't going to be good for everyone. But at the end of the day, cleanse, hydrate, moisturize, SPF, exfoliate. Like if you use five, pro- like these are really the only five products you need um, in your skincare routine. And you can often find products that are multifunctional too, but that would be my baseline. Keep it simple. And honestly, this is such a big skincare tip that I don't think is spoken about enough, but keeping your routine consistent instead of changing, like trying new skincare products, they don't work after three weeks, trying different products. They don't work after three weeks because your skin takes about, depending on your age, in your twenties, like, three to four weeks, like that's how long it's going to take for products to really start to work and influence your skin. So if you're trying a new skincare product or a new skincare line, you really need to give it a go from anywhere from four to six weeks before you decide that it might not be good enough for you. Um, But honestly, consistency, if you just keep doing what you're doing every morning, every evening and being consistent, that is one of the best things that you can do for your skin health by Mm. far. 
I'm so glad we're recording this because I just went to go reach for a pen and paper to write down the recipe. And I'm yes. glad I can listen to this every morning to say, right, here are the five things I need. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then yeah. with those five things you mentioned, one is hydration and one is moisture or moisturization. Mm-hmm. What are the difference? Like, I know I personally use a hyaluronic acid, but it's a serum. Would that mm-hmm. count as moisture or as hydration versus a moisturizer? Like how can people approach that? Yeah, that is a great question and something that people ask me all the time because it's so confusing. I think Mm -hmm. because hydration and moisture get used interchangeably, but they actually mean different things. So to hydrate your skin, you want to look for hydrating products. These are going to be water-based products. So serums, mists, and moisturizers are your hydrating products. And these will include hydrating ingredients like hyaluronic acid, which is a super popular one, um, glycerin, which is another great hydrating product. That's what you find in our hydrating facial tonics. Glycerin and aloe vera are the main hero hydrating ingredients. Um, and then in a moisturizer, moisturizers inherently are hydrating because they're a mix of water and oil, but they can also be moisturizing for the skin because they also contain oil. So hydration, water-based products, moisturization can be either a moisturizer, which is oil and water, or face oils. So face oils are moisturizing for the skin. They really help to smooth and soften the skin and lock hydration into the skin by creating a nice little seal on the skin to lock the water in. But face oils don't hydrate. Got it. Which that makes confusing because a, a lot of the yeah, a lot of the time people will be like, oh, this face oil is so hydrating. Face oils on their own inherently don't hydrate the skin, but they help to keep the skin hydrated by locking hydration into the skin. So it's very confusing and it's all about the words and how you kind of say it, but that's the main the main difference. So you want to make sure that you'll you have those hydrating products, those water-based products um, as well. Got it, got it. And like that makes so much sense to me because I always get so confused with like hydration versus moisturizing, more moisturizing. Do I have to do both either or? So that really mm-hmm. solidifies all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, our next question for you is, um, I know I have been, um, victim to a few viral skincare trends. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, there was at one point where I put egg whites and I think honey on my face as a mask, um, mm-hmm. which looking back, I feel like is really, really gross. So have you seen like, what's your, the worst skincare trend that you've seen circulating that we should all just stay clear of? Avoid. Um, (laughs) To be honest, it's a little bit unconventional. I did think about this question because I think back a few years ago, like the worst skincare advice and trends were like, put lemon juice on your face or use this or use that. And there's honestly nothing wrong. Like with honey, for example, that is probably one food that I actually would say it does make a good mask. Um, Just not like the squeezy sugar honey. Like I'm talking raw Manuka honey or like really good quality raw honey. Um, Cause that is a really gentle exfoliator. Honey is a humectant, so it can actually be quite hydrating for the skin. It can be antibacterial, but the biggest skincare, um, I guess, fad, honestly, right now that is very relevant to, to today's society is just the overuse and overconsumption of skincare Mm, people mm -hmm. using too much and it's like I use this and then I use this and then I use this and I use this and it is such a trend these days to use all these products 
And I would say that that's probably like the biggest thing like because I always say to people just use less, you know, there's nothing wrong with using this product if it's, if it works for you, but you don't need three different hyaluronic acid serums in your routine. Right. I'm nervous to ask this because I have <laughs> spent a pretty penny on some of these products, but what are your feelings on charcoal? Charcoal? Again, charcoal can be a great ingredient depending on what you're using it for. So if you have really oily skin and you want to help control oil, then charcoal in a mask, for example, can be beneficial. Um, but it really depends on your skin. Like I wouldn't recommend using a charcoal cleanser and a charcoal moisturizer and a charcoal mask. And it's just like too much. Um, but yeah, it could be used definitely like sparingly in your routine. In moderation. On, in moderation, depending okay. on what your skin is, how it's feeling, what you're actually using it for. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, on a similar note, are there any skincare ingredients that if I were to be reading the back of a bottle and I see it, I should, you know, run for the hills and abandon ship? Like any mm -hmm. ingredient that is an absolute no way I should buy? Mm -hmm. I, to be honest, like as a general answer, no. A lot of people are really scared of some ingredients. So I would say definitely like if an ingredient has been shown to be carcinogenic and it is very dangerous, avoid that product. But usually you won't be finding that in skincare products that are on sale because if that was the case, that product would have been recalled. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people can be scared of um, synthetics and will be like, stay away from synthetics. That's not necessarily, synthetic ingredients aren't necessarily a bad thing if they're safe for the skin. Sometimes they can even be better for the skin if you have really sensitive skin. So I would just say, um, depending on, again, like this is gonna just be a really annoying answer, but depending on your skin type and your skin, if you find that you use something that always has a particular ingredient in it and you always get red blotchy skin or you break out in a rash, avoid those kinds of ingredients. Um, Otherwise, generally just, yeah, I wouldn't say that there's any particular ingredient mm -hmm. that I would avoid other than one particular class of ingredients that I tend to stay away from or I'm very cautious of are synthetic fragrances. So if I mm. pick up a skincare cream and it smells like a strawberry cupcake, which is delicious and I would love to slather it on my face, I am always very wary of things that smell fake because fragrances can just be very irritating for the skin. Um, so that's my only thing that I tend to caution people to like stay away from anything that's just like too heavily fragranced. But otherwise, yeah, just depending on your skin would depend what kind of ingredients you should and shouldn't use. I do have to say, and I know this is a bit of a shameless plug, but I have mm -hmm. gotten tons and tons of compliments on how my skin smells after I use everyday's products because they're very, very light in fragrance and mm -hmm. clean smelling, fresh smelling, very natural. So yeah, I'd like that I don't have to smell like a sugar vanilla uh, cake pop. Cake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually had someone message me the other day saying that um, they smell like Aesop products. Ah. Um, and I was like, that's such a compliment, thank you. But yeah, so for example, we use fragrance in our skincare, but it's all it's all natural it's from essential oils. We use really high quality, 100% pure essential oils. So they're not synthetic. A lot of essential oils, like they can actually be um, synthetic or just synthetic fragrances. So um, it's more of a functional fragrance, I like to say that we use. So they're actually, it actually has benefits for the skin. It's not just for the 
smell. Um, and then again, we use them at a really low concentration, so very, very safe um, concentration levels for the skin. That's another thing to be cautious of. Like if you're using a natural, clean skincare product that's using essential oils, make sure that they're not using too many because a really high percentage of essential oils in a skincare formulation can be very damaging for the skin. And that's when you can get contact dermatitis, um, which is when you use something and then like immediately it goes red or itchy or blotchy. And yeah, that's a no-go too. So that's really good to keep in mind. And like on the same note of ingredients, I know I'm, I'm one of those people who's totally caught with the fad of just wanting every single serum out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you make sure that none of the products are going to interact negatively? Cause I know I have something that's a vitamin C, but I don't know if that's okay to use with my hyaluronic acid. Like, I'm not sure if those are going to attract, but is there somewhere, I don't feel like there's a master list because <laughs> it's so complex and it's, basically chemistry it's so Mm -hmm. complex to understand like how how these are interacting and how to avoid creating negative reactions Mm -hmm. definitely the the things the product that you really need to look out for in terms of like mixing would be actives so an active ingredient is something like vitamin c um niacinamide hyaluronic acid retinol salicylic acids are some of these exfoliators as well these are the things that you should be careful like you would never want to do like a vitamin c and then a salicylic acid and then a retinol serum all at night time so what i would do to make sure they don't interfere is have a good morning routine and use like one serum in the morning and one serum at night or like alternate the days like try to layer like as minimally as you can um, in order to like reduce the chance of irritation happening. And then obviously if you use a product and it irritates your skin, just stop using it. Um, Yeah. You led me so beautifully into my next question. I Mm want to know, because I know that you mentioned those top five things that everyone needs to have in their skincare routine. How -hmm. does that differ from day to night? And so should Mm -hmm. you have the same routine? Are you supposed to use... I know that there are heavier moisturizers that you use one time and then later more liquidy ones for other time. What's the mm-hmm. whole deal with the two different points of the day? Yeah. So um, as a general rule, I would say your morning skincare routine should be all about protection. And then your nighttime skincare routine is all about renewal, rejuvenation, hydration, because your skin repairs and rejuvenates overnight. Whereas during the day, your skin is exposed to a lot more of the elements, weather, the sun, pollution, extremities and temperature and all that kind of stuff. So your cleanser will generally stay the same. So you always cleanse in the morning. Um, you don't necessarily have to cleanse with a cleanser. If you have sensitive skin or really dry skin, I suggest just splashing your face with warm water in the morning because um, you don't want to strip away that natural protective oil, especially in the wintertime, especially if you live in Canada where it's freezing in the wintertime. Um, and then generally in the morning protection, so vitamin C serums are really good. Any kind of antioxidant rich serums are going to help give your skin that extra protection against free radical damage. Um, then you can use whatever moisturizer you like. If you tend to have more of an oilier skin type, use a more lightweight moisturizer. If you tend to have dry skin types, you can definitely use something thicker or a facial oil. Um, I personally don't use a a traditional moisturizer I just use a face oil because I get my hydration from my facial tonic 
So it kind of depends what products you use, but generally morning you want to hydrate and moisturize and then SPF always in the morning. Then at night time, you would want to use products that are more for like skin rejuvenation and re like skin renewal. So in the evening, again, like a retinol product, if anti-aging is a concern of yours, that is something good to use at nighttime because you don't want to use a retinol product in the daytime. It causes a lot of photosensitivity. So you don't want to be like going out in the daytime with that on. Um, exfoliating, I prefer if I'm going to exfoliate to use an exfoliating product at night. So salicylic acid toner or an AHA serum. They're better to use at nighttime when your skin is really renewing. Um, and personally, I like to use hydrating products. You can use hydrating products like a hyaluronic acid serum in the day and the night, but you, use, you lose a lot of moisture from your skin when you sleep. So you definitely want to use something hydrating and then lock it all in with a thicker night cream or a night oil, which is where those thicker oils and creams come into play because they protect your skin from losing too much water. I don't know if you've ever gone to sleep, like not doing your skincare routine. Like maybe you just like wash your face in the water and you just like went to bed with, didn't put anything on and you wake up and you're like dry and like dehydrated and you feel like dull. It's probably because you just, your skin is really dehydrated. So yeah, keeping it moisturized. Yeah, I love your answer because you just reaffirmed my routine because <laughs> I use vitamin C in the morning, but I mix it like I just dilute it into my moisturizer a little bit because it's I have sensitive skin. But mm -hmm. the bottle says preferably in the night, but I use a retinol. And I was like, really don't feel like I should use them together. They seem both really yeah. harsh. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just gonna use them in the morning. So thank you for yeah. <laughs> reaffirming what I'm doing is correct yeah um, no that's like the perfect way to use it vitamin c in the morning retinol at night is like the perfect combination and you never want to want to mix them yeah. I mean it's not like anything bad will happen but the more gentle you can be on your skin barrier the better it is going to be for your skin and that being said <laughs> please explain exfoliation is it mm -hmm. like how important is exfoliation I know that there's a lot of discussion about how often you should be exfoliating. Like, should everyone be exfoliating? Um, even like the order in the nighttime routine, like, does it go before or after hyaluronic acid? I have so many questions about exfoliation. I feel like everyone tells me to do it, but I'm mm -hmm. like afraid to damage my skin. Mm -hmm, definitely. So if you want to talk about like exfoliation, the skin barrier, so your skin barrier is your skin's natural protect, protective barrier. And your skin's main function is to protect any pathogens or anything bad from getting into the skin. So when you over exfoliate and you damage this barrier, that's when you're going to get a lot of redness, dryness, irritation, flakiness, sensitivity. So that's a sign that you're over exfoliating, but you definitely want to exfoliate um your skin naturally sheds every 30 days so if you're not exfoliating and getting rid of the dead skin cells that's when you can get a lot of flakiness clogged pores etc etc um but those first couple of layers of the epidermis which is like the top layer of your skin you definitely want to remove that um every now and again so 100 i would not recommend exfoliating every day and this is where it can get tricky because a lot of people be like, oh, I don't exfoliate every day, but then their cleanser contains salicylic acid, which is a chemical exfoliator. So sometimes they can be like hidden, sneaky exfoliators hiding in your product. So you really want to make sure that you look through all the ingredients and make sure that maybe there isn't, you know, so you're not accidentally exfoliating every day. 
Mm-hmm. A salicylic acid cleanser isn't as bad because you're washing it off anyway, but you definitely want to make sure. I would say twice a week is the perfect amount for you to be exfoliating your skin. You can use a chemical exfoliator, which are your traditional, what most people think of when they think of exfoliation. So grainy scrubs or those um, brushes. But to be honest, me personally, not a huge fan of that kind of exfoliation. Um, I prefer chemical exfoliators, which even though they're called chemical exfoliators and it sounds scary and like it's going to irritate your skin, they can actually be a lot more gentle. Um, and then depending on your skin type would be, would depend on what type of chemical exfoliator you use. So AHAs are water-based um, chemical exfoliators. They really work to loosen the glue in between your, if you think of your skin cells as being like glued together, AHAs really dissolve the glue in between the cells so they can more easily be exfoliated. So um, folic acid, lactic acid, Teric acid, malic acid, they're all derived from fruits. Usually these are the type of acids that are um, going to give you that chemical exfoliation. And then BHAs, which is a really popular um, uh, chemical exfoliator, is oil soluble. So salicylic acid is probably the most popular one and oil soluble exfoliators exfoliate deeper down into the pore. They really help with clogged pores if you get a lot of breakouts, acne, BHAs are going to be a better exfoliator for you um, as opposed to AHAs, which are great for people with dry skin, sensitive skin, like lactic acid is a really good exfoliator. Um, So yeah, again, like I was saying um, before to Jenna, it's very, it depends on your skin type, what you're going to use and what products you should be using. But in terms of how often, I definitely think as a general rule, two times, three times max, is how often you should be exfoliating, um, less if you have sensitive skin because you really want to keep your barrier intact as much as you can. And then I always say exfoliating at nighttime is going to be better because you're kind of like starting that renewal process. You can add all these delicious nourishing serums and oils and really help your skin overnight um, as opposed to the day when, you know, if you're going to exfoliate and then it's going to be exposed to a lot of pollution and, um makeup and my, I don't know, personally for me, mm. I like exfoliating at night time. Uh, you mentioned this a few questions back, this ingredient uh, or this product, and I have a lot of questions on it. Mm-hmm. I want to know a little bit more about SPF because mm-hmm. this is something that I'll admit I only more recently realized was not just, you know, a requirement for when you go out and tan in the beaches mm-hmm. of California. It's an everyday mm-hmm. thing that needs to be considered in all of your skincare concepts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have a couple questions on this. My first yep. question is what level of SPF is appropriate to protect our skin? Mm-hmm. Is FP- SPF required in the winter time when you're not necessarily right in direct sunlight? And then also, I know a lot of products say, oh, it includes SPF. Is that enough to really con- be considered having SPF in our skincare or do we need our own separate product just for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are great questions. SPF is such a trending topic right now, as it should be. Um, So to answer your first question, yes, you definitely 100% should be wearing SPF every single day, summertime, fall, spring, winter, 
100%, unless you are going to be indoors the whole day or you live in like a basement suite and you never get any sunlight, maybe then you don't, you don't have to wear SPF. But um, for most of us, if you're, even if you're sitting inside, but by a big window, you should be wearing SPF. And I would say like anything 35 plus is great. 40 foot, like anything. I mean, to be honest, any SPF is going to be great, but I prefer like 35, 40 plus to get the most protection. And you need to be applying it every day. You technically should be reapplying every two to three hours to get the most protection. I will go to say that I apply SPF every day, but I do not reapply it. Um, that's probably like a skincare fail on my part, but most of the time people aren't wearing enough SPF. Um, you should be wearing you should be wearing at least two to three like finger length lengths worth. A lot of people just go boop, like a little like yeah. dollop and they like put yeah. on their skin. You should really be like I don't know if you've seen it. A, a lot of skincare influencers will do it on TikTok with a line like three fingers. That's how much you need to use, which is a lot of SPF, especially when you need to spend like two minutes actually rubbing it into your skin. But that is going to give you the most protection. So. You definitely can use like a BB cream with SPF. There's nothing wrong with layering your SPF products because that's just going to increase the protection that you get, especially because most people don't wear enough of their actual like standalone sunscreen product. The only thing I would advise people not to do when it comes to SPF, which, which people tend to do, is mix their SPF products. So instead of um, where like a lot of people mix their moisturizer and their SPF in their hand and then apply it because it's quicker to apply, ah. but you don't want to do that because mixing an SPF product with a moisturizer or a face oil, it's going to dilute down the, the, the SPF and it's going to make it less efficacious. So when they study SPF, like it needs to be its own layer on your skin to provide that adequate protection when you mix it with something, you like disper you dilute it down and it's not gonna be as protective. So layering is that. fine. Yeah, layering is fine. If you wanna layer on your SPF and then do your makeup, which has SPF in it, great. But never mix, never mix your foundation with your SPF product, for example, or your moisturizer. That's interesting. And then in terms of order, should it go on before your moisturizer and then layer the moisturizer on top? Is can you put serums under it what about that kind of situation so your spf product should always be the last step in your skincare routine before your makeup because you want an even layer so for people that use like tinted moisturizers with spf and then for example say you have a tinted moisturizer with an spf and use the face oil generally you would put your moisturizer on first because it's hydrating and then you would put your face oil on but in the case of if that is your sole SPF product, I would put your face oil on and then SPF last. Like SPF should always be the last step in your skincare routine or the first thing you apply before you put on any kind of foundation, BB cream, makeup. Fascinating. So like the five yeah. uh, products that you listed at the beginning, that's also the order that you'd put it on then. Is that correct? Yes. So um, yeah, you would cleanse, hydrate, moisturize and then protect with an SPF and then exfoliator you wouldn't do every day but um that's just kind of a product that you should have in your routine but um yeah two to three times a week with that one interesting yeah so good um 
And then like shifting quickly to diet. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm just curious, like, are there foods that are really truly direct to improving or deteriorating the condition of our skin? Um, I know like I have personally cut out dairy for like other reasons, but my skin has also improved. Should we all be cutting out dairy? Is it actually connected? Like, um, what's your wisdom in that area? Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely off by saying that I'm not a nutritionist or a dietitian. So none of this is dietary advice, but this is just from experience working in the industry, working with customers, reading, studying on how diet can affect our skin. Um, again, it depends on who you are as a person. So like some foods like dairy can be really inflammatory and people that have an intolerance to it can notice an immediate effect on their skin. So for example, like my husband is dairy intolerant and whenever he eats too much cheese or has ice cream, like immediately or the next day he'll have a pimple or he'll break out. He has, there is a direct correlation for him. Whereas with me, I can literally bathe in cheese and I never find that it affects my skin unless I'm being like, I'm eating a lot of sugar and drinking a lot of alcohol and unless it's like everything. So if dairy is a trigger for you, definitely um, cut it out and you will definitely see a benefit. Um, Diet for sure. Like when we're talking about skin health, diet 100% affects the health of your skin. Um, But instead of it being like a specific food, I think it's just a general overall healthy diet. So eating fresh fruit and vegetables, drinking enough water, um, you know, making sure that you're cutting down like caffeine, alcohol, refined sugar, and dairy definitely do have an impact on your skin health if you're consuming them like every single day, like consumed in moderation, you know, it's going to be fine, but you really want to just make sure that your diet is very balanced um, because it is going to influence the health of your skin. It's going to influence the way your skin ages. It's going to have impacts on your skin throughout your whole life. Um, so really taking into account that skin skincare from the inside out approach is actually super, super important. Um, yeah, when it comes to skin health. I have one more question here, though I could go on forever because I am just like <laughs> absorbing everything from this. I'm loving this. Uh, are there any supplements or vitamins that we 20 something year olds should be taking that could benefit our skin? So. I I know collagen is very trendy and Sophie's really trying to get me on it and she's doing a good Mm -hmm. job at selling it. (laughs) Anything that we should be doing as preventative measures and also things that just, you know, work, as you said, from within to make our skin look better on the outside. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, collagen is a really interesting uh, supplement because collagen is the protein that keeps your skin, um, gives it its elasticity, keeps it nice and hydrated and smooth. And as we age, our skin produces less collagen, but there's been a lot of research done onto collagen and there's not enough to really significantly show that it improves your skin health like 100%. Um, But collagen is very good generally for your joints and your connective tissue and it can influence the health and hydration of your skin. So there's nothing wrong with taking collagen. I would say that is something good to incorporate into your diet, but it's not going to be as effective at um, increasing your collagen production as something like microneedling, which is a um, holistic skin treatment. But yeah, collagen is great. For me personally, I love fish oils or any kind of foods high in um, healthy fats, so avocado, salmon, nuts. 
these are all really great foods to incorporate into your diet to help with the health of your skin. Again, just making sure that you're eating a balanced diet, eating fruit and veg, drinking water, um, green tea, so antioxidants, anything high in antioxidants is going to be really good for the skin as well. So that would be my main thing. And yeah, supplements, there's nothing wrong with supplementing with collagen, with a greens powder. A lot of people take a greens powder. A lot of people take vitamin C for skin health. Um, so yeah, you can, you can do whatever you like, but just, yeah, keep it balanced. That would be my main thing when it comes to, when it comes to diet and cutting down on things like refined sugar, which has been shown to affect collagen production. Um, and then this, this doesn't have to do with diet, but stress is another thing that can really influence the way that your skin ages. Um, so yeah, maybe not so much in your early twenties, but I definitely feel like in your later twenties and in your thirties is when you really start to see the effects of stress. Sophie's face. When you said not yet, she looked at you like, I don't know about that. Yeah. It's like the one thing I can't control. I need a supplement to reduce stress. Like, No, you definitely, you have a very youthful face. You definitely thank don't you so much. aged. It's the excessive obsession with collagen and SPF <laughs> yeah. thus far. There you go. Honestly, in your 20s, like if you want to prevent aging, like a lot of people in their 20s will start to use a retinol product, which there's nothing wrong with that. But to be honest, I don't think you really need to until your later 20s, like 28, 29, incorporate a retinol. You definitely don't need to in your early 20s. The, the things that are really going to help you are um, SPF. So protecting that collagen that you already have, vitamin C, so giving your skin the antioxidants that it needs and trying to take care of yourself like internally through diet, that's going to actually be really good for you in your early 20s. Um, yeah, so you're doing, you're doing something right. Thank you. <laughs> if you're looking to upgrade your accessory game this season, look no further than Ana Luisa and their high-quality and eco-conscious treasures. Ana Luisa produces simplistic, classy, and versatile pieces that add luxury to your wardrobe without forcing you to break the bank. From gold hoops and rings to dainty gem necklaces and armbands, there really is something for everyone. My favorite part? Each unique piece comes packaged in the most adorable reusable cotton pouch that's perfect for storing your accessories on the go. Find stunning carbon neutral pieces you can feel good about wearing at www.analuisa.com. Um, we quickly, Jenna and I absolutely love games. So we wanted mm -hmm. to bring you on for a quick game of red light, green light. And here's how it works. we're going to show Kavisha a skincare product or brand, and you're going to give us the red light or the green light on the product. And red means okay. avoid at all cost, but okay. green is good to go. Okay. So just give me a second. I'm going to share my screen. <laughs> So red light to the brand or the product or both? I guess that's up to how you want to interpret it. Yeah. Whatever you feel, yeah, is best about it, whether it's the exact product or just the idea of it, that's up to you. Okay. Can I comment or just yes. red light, green light? Yeah, please. No, you can comment. <laughs> Jenna, do you want me to I feel, I, feel, yes. I feel bad. I don't want yeah. to say bad things about other, all these products. Right. But... We'll try not to cancel yeah. any brands, but of course, yeah. you know, your opinion yeah. is always valuable. So the first one we have for you is the Neutrogena Oil-Free Acne Wash. It's a facial mm -hmm. cleanser for acne-prone skin. 
Mm -hmm. I would say red light. Um, and the reason if you have oily acne prone skin, I would much rather suggest going for a non-foaming gel cleanser as opposed to a, um, a wash, a, a wash like this. Yeah. Easy like enough. This is good advice. <laughs> Um, the next one I've put up, uh, the hyaluronic acid serum from the ordinary and, um, you can kind of talk about this product or even just the ordinary as a brand in general. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say green light to this product. This hyaluronic acid serum is super popular. I've never tried it, but it's got good reviews from people that I know that have tried it. I would just caution anyone whenever using the hyaluronic acid serum, especially if you have dry dehydrated skin to always use either a moisturizer or a face oil on top. Because if you use hyaluronic acid serum without something to lock it in, it could dehydrate dehydrate your skin even more. Interesting. I'm so glad you say that because yeah. I use this every <laughs> single day. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good one. Okay, CeraVe, I believe that's how you pronounce it, CeraVe. Mm -hmm. Uh, foaming facial cleanser for normal to oily skin. I know there are a bunch of different variations on this product, but it claims to cleanse and remove oil without disrupting the protective skin barrier. Mm -hmm. So CeraVe, I'm a fan of their products. I would say green light for this. Again, I've never used it. I've heard good things about that, about this, but what I like about CeraVe is that they do contain a lot of ingredients in their products that help with skin barrier function and protecting the skin barrier. Like this one has ceramides, um, niacinamide and hyaluronic acid, which are all great ingredients. So yeah, this one, I would say green light. There's nothing, nothing wrong with this one. Good. Amazing. Oh, the next one is so controversial. <laughs> um, yeah. This is a apricot, apricot, apricot. Oh my goodness. Hi there. <laughs> it's an apricot scrub from St. Ives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the controversial St. Ives Oy. apricot scrub. I think if you're like, I mean, I don't know the age group, definitely like as a millennial, I think if you're a millennial, like late um, or early Gen Z, you have used this at some point in your life, I would say red light. Um, it's just too harsh, especially to use every day, which I'm pretty sure that's, that's um, what they, they probably t tell you to use that way. But yeah, definitely not. If you're going to use a physical exfoliator, um, look for something really gentle, like something no, um, no bigger than like a fine grain of sand or like almond meal, or almond flour. That's a really good consistency for a physical exfoliator, but anything like this, and I don't know if they've actually changed their formulation, but I would say like, I would say red light. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Oh, this one I'm very curious about. I guess this one, we have the Neutrogena all-in-one makeup removing cleansing wipes here, but I'm going to just open this up to all makeup remover wipes in general, because I've heard recently that people say you should avoid these at all costs and instead only mm -hmm. use, you know, a micellar water or something like that, and that these are really grossed for your skin. What do you feel mm -hmm. about that? Yeah, I would say red light to any kind of cleansing makeup wipes. If you're like desperate, if you're camping and these, okay, great. If you're camping, traveling on a plane, fine. But generally to remove makeup, a cleansing oil or a cleansing balm are my recommendations. Like our cleansing oil, for example, removes makeup very well and use a towel to wipe it off. Not only are they more effective at cleaning away dirt, pollution and makeup, they're also more gentle on your skin. And they're also better for the environment. Using a cleansing oil or a cleansing balm with a towel is way better for the environment and is better in terms of 
sustainability um, than using disposable wipes like this. And it often works out to be cheaper too mm-hmm. than True. buying wipes every 25 days you know, if you use one a day. Yeah, that's literally why I don't use wipes because I can't keep up with purchasing them and it feels mm-hmm. so wasteful. Yeah. Um, the next one on the screen is the polypeptide cream from Drunk Elephant. Mm-hmm. I'm not too familiar with this product. Um, Drunk Elephant as a brand, I've heard good things about this cream. Just from looking at it, if it's got peptides in it, it's probably going to be really good for the skin barrier um, and anti-aging. But I don't know too much about this product, so I'm going to say orange light I was gonna say you could do a proceed with caution yellow light yeah Yeah. do your research see whether it's gonna be good for your skin um but yeah I'm not too sure on this one I don't want to I don't want to completely give it a red light that's fair that's a great answer we only have a few left okay yeah we're getting to the end this one really interested me it's the Thayer's I believe is how it's pronounced natural remedies facial toner in it uses witch hazel aloe vera formula Mm-hmm. So I would say, again, I'm familiar with this product, but not with the actual ingredients. From looking at it, I would say green light, because one thing with witch hazel you want to look for is you want to make sure that it is an alcohol-free formula, which it says. Um, aloe vera is going to be really soothing for the skin. Like witch hazel on its own can be too astringent and too drying for the skin. So it's always good to make sure it has other hydrating products like aloe vera, um, the only thing that would concern me is where they're getting the rose petal from. Like, is it a rose fragrance, which isn't really going to do anything for your skin? Or is it a rose hydrosol, which is a really anti-inflammatory, calming um, floral water? So, um, again, orange. Read the ingredients list and then I'll get back to you. I love that just by looking at the front label, you already have like almost a full picture of yeah. what's going to be inside it, what it's going to be about. Like, that's so interesting to me. I'm thinking to myself, I'm already going to be like when I, I'm re-listening to this episode with a notebook and taking right. everything down. I, exactly. Gays <laughs> mm-hmm. and nays. Like, for um, example, the um, the tonic that I sent you guys, the uneven yes. tone and dull skin tonic, that is a combination of um, witch hazel, alcohol-free, ah. rose hydrosol, which is like a pure 100% hydrosol, so super calming, anti-inflammatory, plus aloe vera. Um, and there's no artificial fragrance, nothing. So, um, and then there's glycerin for hydration. So yeah, this seems very similar, but sometimes mm-hmm. with brands like Thayer's, you never know what kind of like other ingredients there might be in there, mm-hmm. which is why I'm saying, got to see the ingredients. And yeah. the toner that you sent us is so like, I just spritz it on. It feels <laughs> so light. It's, I said it earlier. It just feels like such a luxurious experience to put on it's a good one in the winter i like bathe in my tonic i'm just like (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) all right one more the last one um and i i put on it's a silicone cleansing brush and there's also um what's it called jenny you clarisonic clarisonic so Mm -hmm. any type of like cleansing brush this one's silicone i feel like there is a difference between the brushes and the silicone um Mm -hmm. but the one on the screen's from pmd okay I would say yes to the silicone ones that work for you, like green light. If you find that it works for you, then go for it. For most people though, this is gonna, even this can be too harsh depending on how often you use it. Definitely the Clarisonic ones. I know the ones you're talking about with the bristles, Mm -hmm. they're not silicone. 
red light. Um, they're too harsh, number one. And if you're not cleaning it thoroughly, these brushes can actually be breeding grounds for bacteria, um, which are not good for your skin. So generally as a whole, for me personally, I would say red light to any kind of cleansing device. But I do know of people who use these silicone ones and love them. So yeah, I would take it or leave it. You described my experience perfectly, though, because I did use the Clarisonic and I found it so harsh. And again, yeah, it just like built up bacteria and I found it difficult to mm -hmm. clean. So I abandoned mm -hmm. it. So that makes total mm -hmm. sense. We love game segments. I think it just adds a little bit of, of humor <laughs> and playfulness into the episode. And I, I mm -hmm. always have a great time. So yeah. And all of that was so valuable. I know those are really like trendy products or controversial mm -hmm. con mm -hmm. products that you've really affirmed to stay clear of. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, but we want to give Kavisha just a huge thank you for joining us today and sharing all of your skincare wisdom. Um, I cannot wait to start implementing all of this advice into my routine. And I know I'm going to be listening to this with a notebook in the yeah. near future. <laughs> Before we let you go, we always ask our signature question to all of our guest mentors, which is, what do you wish you knew before you turn 20? Oh my God, I could literally go on forever. So if you will, but don't know, I'm 32. I turned 33 in like two months. Um, oh my God, the 20s is just such a learning experience. I would just say my advice to people in your 20s is just like, don't worry so much. Like experiment as much as you can. Try different things. Like you don't have to figure out what you want to do. Like you, when I was 27, I literally packed a suitcase and moved to Vancouver. I bought a one-way ticket. I knew nobody there. I'd never even been to Vancouver. Like, you know, it's like, you don't have to just like, yeah. I would just be like, follow your intuition. Everything happens for a reason. Try things, experiment. That's what your twenties are about. And yeah, just like trust yourself and things will always, things will in life always work out exactly the way they're meant to work out at exactly the right time. And just having that faith, um, yeah, will really, really get you through your 20s retweet i love that yeah. i love it because yeah. we've asked quite a few guests this questions or this question and all of the answers seem to be along the same lines eh? Jenna, don't it's worry always just so like, much yeah stop putting so much yeah. pressure on yourself enjoy it god damn absolutely mm -hmm. so definitely true. it's so true a good pattern going um but again we just want to say thank you so so much for all of your advice and helping us all get more confident with creating the best possible skincare routine um be sure to check out kavisha's instagram and website in the description of this episode so you can check out her amazing products and show her some love we hope that you enjoyed this episode if you did please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and give us a rating on all major streaming platforms we read every review so it really means a lot to us Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and find more exclusive content over on our website at www.my20somethingspodcast.com. We love you all so much and are so grateful for this community that we have online. Wishing you another beautiful week. Bye, guys. Bye.